the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The market in 2023 is forcing investors to be buttoned up and review their financial portfolios like never before. Trusted friends of the Todd Stern Show, Legacy Precious Metals. They can help to advise you on the best options to invest in gold and silver, which both provide stability in times of market crisis. I know this company well, so speak directly to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals by calling 866-528-1903 or download their free investor's guide at Legacy PM Investments. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun toting, Bible clinging, deplorable American. That's us, that's right. I love this American. Starns. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Well, hello everybody. Uh, happy, happy hump day to you, America. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. Well, we have a great show for you. Uh, <laughs> wow. So there's there's a lot to unravel. And by the way, President Trump on his way to East Palestine, Ohio, to provide aid and comfort to the good American people uh, there in Ohio. Meanwhile, President Biden in Ukraine providing aid and comfort uh, to the people of Ukraine. And and what I love about this story, every now and again, you know, there's sometimes there's some gray, murky areas in politics. But one of the things I, I love about Donald Trump is he just slathered through the gray. And in Donald Trump's world, everything really is black and white. I mean, it truly is black and white with with Donald Trump. And what we have here is a great example of Trump versus Biden, of America first versus America last. And I say, good for you, President Trump. And I know that people in East Palestine are going to be so happy to see you. And uh, we will be dipping into that coverage if it happens during our uh, national broadcast today. You're going to need this telephone number if you want to call in, 844-747-8868. By the way, that is a toll-free telephone number. We pick up the tab for that call. That's 844-747-8868. Now, We have some fascinating audio. There has been a grand jury convened in the state of Georgia, or as they say in Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, Yes, the grand jury convened, and they are hemming and hawing and talking about whether or not uh, indictments are going to be handed out against Donald Trump. And uh, this has been all the rage, all the talk for quite some time now, and we're just waiting to find out from this grand jury exactly what sort of um, what sort of recommendations might be coming out. And according to the New York Times, the jury recommended multiple indictments. Well, where was all of this information coming from? Where was where was all of this talk, the hullabaloo? Well, it turns out all of it was coming from the jury forecheck. 
And we're not going to, they've been calling her a four person, but we call her a four chick. And her name is Emily Coors, not the beer, Emily Coors with a K. And Emily Coors, and we're, we're going to have the video up on our website. And you really do need to watch, you got to watch the, 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 the video because there is only so much and so much that we can describe to you on radio, which is theater of the mind. Theater of the mind, radio is. Anyway, Miss Coors looks like one of those perpetually offended, pronoun-confused cat owners who is a celebrity TikTok star. Does that pretty much describe who this, uh, who this gal is? Anyway, she's all over cable news, and she is blabbing. I mean, this one is blabbing, and it's so bad that even the folks on CNN, the most profane name in news. Brian Negro Network. Thank you, Judge Joe Brown. Even CNN is saying, whoa, Nelly, whoa, 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 whoa. A little TMI there, darling, a little TMI. So here is the jury for Chick uh, talking to CNN. Uh, cut number seven, please. Uh, this person is talking on TV. I do not understand. She's clearly enjoying herself. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, is this responsible? She was the foreperson of this grand jury. This is a horrible idea, and I guarantee you that prosecutors are wincing watching her go on this. I was wincing just <laughs> watching her eagerness yes. to, like, you know, hint at stuff. It's painful in that respect. This is a very serious prospect here. We're talking about indicting any person. You're talking about potentially taking away that person's liberty. We're talking about potentially a former president for the first time in this nation's history. She does not seem to be taking that very right. seriously. There's no reason for her to be out talking. No. I mean, there's a, right, it's okay. a prosecutor's nightmare. She, okay. Mark my words. Donald Trump's team is going to make a motion if there's an indictment to dismiss that indictment based on grand jury impropriety. She's not supposed to be talking about anything, really, but she's really not supposed to be talking about the deliberations. She's talking about what specific witnesses they saw, what the grand jury thought of them. She says some of them we found credible, some of them we found funny. I don't know why that's relevant, but she's been saying we found this guy funny or interesting. I think she's potentially crossing a line here. It's going to be a real problem for prosecutors. All right. So this is all good news for Donald Trump. Because fortunately, and and I'm glad the the four the four chick came out and and did these interviews so that we can actually see for ourselves who was really on that jury. This was not some sort of a fair impartial panel at all. This was a get Trump grand jury. That's all this was. And CNN is absolutely right. CNN is correct because Trump Trump and his legal team will go after them for this. Because, again, this is all a great big pile of nothing. So here is the four chick, in her own words, one Emily Coors, cut number eight. Emily, thank you for coming on. I do want to say off the top, as you and I just discussed, but for everyone to know, you are somewhat limited in what you can discuss under judges under the judge's orders as of now. But one, we do know, of course, one of the biggest questions remaining for everyone that wasn't in that jury room with you is how many people are in trouble here? What can you tell us about how many people you recommended as a group to face indictments? I Well, thank you for having me, first of all. And I'm... I'm hesitant to speak to something that the judge made a decision not to share. He, uh, I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but there was a hearing um, about what parts of the report should and should not be published in its various forms, and the list, well, the sections that were removed were 
consciously chosen to be removed. And I don't want to say I have better judgment than the judge. That's totally understandable. Is it, would you say, when it comes to, there are, indi there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it yes. more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> More, I mean, <laughs> when it comes to 75 witnesses, like, it, it, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, it's right. not 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20-ish people? I can't say I counted. <laughs> okay. More than a dozen, though, I think I'd heard you say in another interview. I believe so. That's probably a good assumption. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's for Chick Emily. And she went on over to MSDNC as well, weighing in on wanting to be able to swear in Donald Trump. Cut number nine. Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in, I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Jeez, it's like a walking SNL skit, this one. Good Lord. All right, uh, she goes on in uh, a cut number 10. This is just bonkers. Yes, I will tell you, it's it's not a short list. I mean, we saw 75 people, and there are six pages of the report cut out. So we're talking about more than a dozen people? I would say that, yes. Are these recognizable names, names that people would know? There are certainly names that you would recognize, yes. There definitely are some names that you expect. I'm not going to speak on exact indictments. I don't, think, I don't think that there are any giant plot twists coming. I don't think that there are any, like, giant... That's not the way I expected this to go at all. Mm. I, I don't think that's in store for anyone. Uh, probably not. Um, I wouldn't want to characterize anyone else's reaction, of course. But so that was something we heard a lot in testimony. Um, but probably not. It probably wouldn't shock you. I would not expect you to be too shocked. No. And that includes of the former president, potentially. Potentially, it might. My coolest moment was shaking Rudy Giuliani's hand. That was really cool for me. I, I made a point of, of stopping them and being like, wait, before we, before we go back to this, can I shake your hand? Because this is an honor to meet the guy. It's really neat for me. A special grand jury led by someone who has okay. never before All right, we're done, we're done, we're done. Stop, 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 we're done. So that gives you an idea of what was on that grand jury. And I don't know, this chick is, something is not right, something is off about all of this. But it tells me this is nothing but good news for Donald Trump, because once again, the left has overstepped in their attempt to bring this man down. So there you go. It's and, and folks, we you got to watch the video. It will it will you'll understand. You'll understand what we're talking about. We do not use the term celebrity TikTok Karen very often on this program. But I believe it is quite fitting for this young, troubled woman. 
All right, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, before we uh, take a break here, Transec Judge. that was, um, uh, that's Pete Bootyjudge. The Transec was taking a walk with the missus or the mister uh, last night. And all of a sudden, a Daily Caller reporter approached him, as you're allowed to do. The guy is a member of the Biden administration, the the cabinet secretary. And she approached him on the street, cameras rolling. Here's what happened. uh, Cut number 12. Secretary, what do you have to say? Hi, how are you? Jenny here at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I've referred to about a dozen interviews I've given today, and uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, uh, I'm sure to reach out to our press office, but I'm not have that conversation with you. Just walk you don't have a message here. for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Would you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yep, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, thank you. Can I get a a photo? Yeah. All right, now that was very important, that last part. So Booty Judge is trying to intimidate the reporter, who is a female, by the way. And I've noticed that Booty Judge does this with females, and so does Don Lamont over at CNN, the most profane name in news. Crying Negro Network. Oh, thanks again, Judge. Uh, So... So Booty Judge saying he stops and he turns around and we have this video up on our website. He wants to get a photograph of the woman. Is that that is super creepy? And quite frankly, I would say the missus, the Mister, um, what's chastity? No, chasten, chasten, chast, chaste. Uh, anyway, uh, the husband of Booty Judge, uh, that guy. I'm surprised he didn't step in and like, wait, wait, what? You want a what? But again, that's me. Maybe maybe it's they're, they're open like that. I don't know. But anyway, Booty Judge wants to get a photo. And why does he do that? He's intimidating this female reporter. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to bully her. And good for this young lady because she didn't take the, the bait. She was doing her job. And the, the question is, where is Petey? Why hasn't Petey gone to East Palestine? I mean, President Trump's going. He's not even in office. But he's going. So what about you, Petey? All right, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Coming up a little bit later, our good friend Congressman Mike Johnson from Louisiana is dropping by. Uh, They've got some new uh, information about the FBI targeting all you Catholics out there. Also, Congressman Ralph Norman will be here, and we're going to be talking to a guy who wants to be the next mayor of Memphis, Tennessee. His name is Frank Colvett, Jr., and he's got a lot to say about crime. We'll be right back, America. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. 
They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, ladies and gentlemen. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's really going all in on this national divorce idea that she she's had. And, and I think it's a hoot because, honestly, we're all talking. I mean, everybody's talking about it. And there are some there are some big divides among the blue states and the red states in America. Anyway, uh, she was on Hannity the other night. Hannity is now buying into this idea that that we just need to go our separate ways. Blue states one way, red states the other, cut number three. Green is saying that a national divorce would empower individual states to form a smaller government, reduce the federal debt, set their own environmental standards, and the congresswoman has another idea as well, banning people who move from blue states to red states from voting for five years so they don't bring their bad politics with them. I actually favor that idea. There, you, Well, there you go. I like, and again, when you're thinking this through, how many times have we talked to you good people in North Carolina? Now, let's just take North Carolina and Georgia. Pay attention, because what's happening in North Carolina is happening in your state right now. North Carolina was Mayberry country. Mayberry country, I say. You had Barney and Aunt B and Andy and Opie. You guys were good, God-fearing, church-going, hard-working taxpayers, one and all. You knew your pronouns. And I know you didn't have any good SEC football teams, but we put that aside. We put that aside for the better good because North Carolina was a red state, a red state, America, a red state. And what happened? Well, you got all these folks from New York and New Jersey moving down to North Carolina, and they packed up the wife, and they got the kids, they got the little dog, that little metrosexual purse dog, and they put them all in their little electric-powered car with the bumper stickers that said Bernie Sanders and coexist, and off they went, and before you knew it, North Carolina had a Democrat in the state house, And now you guys are a purple state. So MTG says, look, as part of this plan, this grand national divorce, here's what's going to happen. We're going to let people, we're going to take in refugees from the war-torn Democrat states. But here's the catch. You're, it's going to be a five-year waiting period because maybe we can send them to, a, I don't know, a deprogramming class so that we can rid them of all of their uh, their leftist ideology. No, not a camp. We don't want to call it a camp. But there's got to be something we can do. Again, you want to, because you want good, wholesome, conservative people moving to your state. You don't want to, you don't want a bunch of these, uh, hippie wackadoodles. You don't want a state full of jury four chicks like that uh, one over in Georgia right now. So I'm curious. I thought this was a one and done story with MTG, but she's laying it all out there. She is really serious about this. So how do you think that would work, ladies and gentlemen? Do you, have we reached the point of no return? 
is it is it time for us to to have that conversation maybe we can sacrifice california is that the way to go just send everybody send all the libs to california 844-747-8868 that's our toll-free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 i will say this again red states we have the food we've got the guns and our women folk are actually women those are all pluses all pluses all right uh, hey toddsterns.com check out our great stories there we'll be right back america Just when you thought it could not get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that's made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. And for my listeners, an exclusive. The MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with the promo code STARNS. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns for the buy one, get one free offer and enter the promo code Starns. All right, we're going to post we're going to post this video. This is breaking news. President Biden once again fell. He's okay. Took a tumble, not going down Air Force 1. He took a tumble going up the stairs on Air Force 1 uh, just moments ago. Uh this is what the third or fourth time. I mean, the guy just it's it's tough, folks. I'm telling you, it's t- getting old, getting old. Meanwhile, uh, also breaking news, President Trump was able to bound up the stairs on Trump Force One and is now en route to East Palestine. Tulsi Gabbard is also there. This is interesting. A lot of people, a lot of people been talking about a Trump Gabbard ticket, maybe. So I don't know, but we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out today. But President Trump and Tulsi Gabbard over in East Palestine, Ohio. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868, North Carolina. Dave, was I wrong, Dave? Tell me, Dave, was I wrong? No, we got, uh, I'm going to give you a specific example. Um, You know, now we got the old Obama-style law changes in the middle of the night. So in Craven County, all of a sudden, we get tax notices on unregistered vehicle i had a vehicle that wasn't registered i had and i was getting ready to put it back on the road and they said well you got to pay a gap tax i said what's that well it's property tax on the vehicle for when it wasn't registered huh i i didn't know anything about it and then later i had a motorcycle that i had not registered that they knew about but i I didn't have the bike and uh i'd given it to my grandson's so this woman, Leslie Young, who's our tax administrator, says, well, you have to pay tax, property tax on it 
And I said, but it's not here. You're taxing me for the county, for the city, and it's not. it hasn't been here since 2010. Oh, no, no. See, we passed the law way back, so we're going to backdate your taxes five years. But, you know, we didn't have the software. Uh, so you found a way to take more money from us. You weren't ready for it. So now you're ready. You're going to spring it on us. Yeah, yeah, it's a new law. All these new laws. And one of the women that works down here came down from Pennsylvania is always, well, in Pennsylvania, we do, you know, they're, they're doing exactly what you're saying. They're bringing the laws with us. So now, on, in my case, I've got to go before a committee. And I, or I was told I did, and I said, really? Well, the committee meets once a month between April and November, but you got to fit into their schedule, you know. So anyhow, I argued with her, and I said, well, you know, the bike hasn't been here for well over five years, 10 years, so you need to refund the taxes that I did pay, and I'll pay them to the county it was in. Said it in front of everybody. She was so infuriated that a week later on Saturday, the 28th of January, I got the big red and white letters, the notices, either pay those taxes or we're going to take legal action. So now I guess the next guns drawn raids will be on people who who didn't pay $20 or 50 or or $100 or whatever on vehicles that they don't even have. Yeah. It, 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 well, and again, this is what happens when you move to another state, a conservative state, and you want to take advantage of the income tax-free states. All of a sudden, they're bringing their politics with them. And it. And look at what's happening right now in Texas as yet another example. Texas and Georgia, those are the next two states to go. And I'm concerned about Tennessee. Uh, we could be on the chopping block down the road. Right now, we've got a super majority of Republicans, so we are still a free state. But, Dave, I appreciate well, it. Yeah, real thing, quick, 30 seconds, Dave. Okay. So what, what she told me is, well, I can appeal it. But I've got to go before this this appeals board, and I asked about that. Well, that's six more people that the county is paying now, and you go before them. And I said, this is not, and this was in November, I said, this is not North Carolina 2022. This is Russia 1965. Well, there you go. Said, oh, no, no, we do this for, re-. and I said, you're the tax administrator for the county, and you can't decide? No, it's got to go to the committee. So we're forming committees over those who are appointed at the top of the chain. All right, Dave got to Dave got to run. Appreciate the call. 844-747-8868. MTG said, I mean, she has laid all of this laid all of this out. Last night, she says that this it's not a civil war, but a legal agreement to separate our ideological and political disagreements by states while maintaining our legal union. Well, that's impossible. She says this is all about irreconcilable differences. Are the differences irreconcilable? I suppose if if I'm the judge and you've got the blue states and the red states and they're coming before me in the courthouse, I'm asking what are the irreconcilable differences? Let's go to Charles in North Carolina, WSIC. Charles, what say you? You think this is a good idea MTG has? Uh, Todd, no, I do not. I do not think it's a good idea. Uh, I certainly understand why she's thinking this because I've thought about it a lot myself. But if we try to do this, Todd, uh, are are we going to have two different armies? Uh, Who's going to be in control of our nuclear weapons? Look what the border might look like if California is our border. Are are they going to be pouring across the border now from California instead of Mexico or from the north? I I mean, I I just think it would create more problems. However, 
Todd. I do have, I think, what could be a solution. And I think maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene might want to run with this legal remedy that I'm getting ready to tell you. But, you know, at the end of the Civil War, Todd, the war did not end slavery. It took a constitutional amendment to end slavery. And all for the 80 years up to that, half the country thought that the Constitution and liberty applied to all citizens. Another part of the country thought it just applied to white citizens. If you read the Constitution, Todd, the only economic system that can legally exist under our Constitution is free market capitalism. However, that's even now in question with the leftists. If Congress would propose and pass a constitutional amendment firmly establishing free enterprise uh, as the official economic system and forbidding the federal government to own or try to direct and control the economy, that would take care of all this federal overreach, this federal spending, and it would address indirectly all the concerns that Marjorie Taylor Greene has and I have. Congress could submit it to the states. It's going to take 37 states to make it an official amendment. 30 states right now are controlled by Republicans. And Todd, if it passed, the entire economic platform of the Democratic Party would become illegal. It could not even be taught in schools anymore. They would be forced to adopt something, you know, the free enterprise system. And we wouldn't be debating a lot of the issues that we're debating right now. Well, I think that's the all right, Charles, appreciate that thought um, and appreciate your call. And on that on that point, today in Memphis, the Shelby County Commission, this is the largest county in Tennessee. To give you an example of what's happening in red state Tennessee, this is the bluest part of the state. Shelby County commissioners are expected to vote this afternoon to spend $5 million of your tax money. And by the way, you folks in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, this is your money we're talking about. Salem, Oregon, this is your money we're about to spend. They're going to spend $5 million to study the feasibility of a reparation plan specifically for and solely for black citizens in in uh, Shelby County, Tennessee, which is the Memphis area. County Commissioner Edmund Ford Jr. telling Forbes magazine that this is a process of community reparations that provides an ecosystem to intentionally track and promote black wealth while providing access to assets and infrastructure. So this is one of these things where, folks, you watch what's going to happen here. They're going to be taking money from a hardworking citizen, and they're going to be giving it to somebody else simply because of the color of their skin. By the way, the, you want to know where they're getting the money? This is what's fascinating. This is what's fascinating about this $5 million check, and this is why it's your money. This is federal money we're talking about. They're using money they got from the China virus. These are federal China virus funds. You say, well, wait a second, Todd. How can they, how can they use that money when it was supposed to be for the China virus pandemic? That is a great question. And let me explain how they're able to do it. Because the county commission has declared that racism is a pandemic. Now, I'm not making this up. So they're saying since racism is a pandemic, they can use the money that was set aside for the China virus pandemic, and they can start this process of sending us down a very dangerous and divisive road to reparations. 
By the way, that meeting is at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and any person listening to us in the Memphis area, you need to get your butts down there and give them a good piece of your mind. This is from the actual resolution. They want to use that money to help reduce disparities between black and white residents in wealth, health care outcomes, and home ownership. And you know what's weird about this? Not a single newspaper, not a single TV station in Memphis is talking about this. And you want to know why? Because they don't want to spill the beans. So we're spilling them for them. A political commentator on KWAM Radio, Jordan Carpenter, said, Shelby County is home to the state's worst crime and worst education outcomes. In this environment, using scarce taxpayer dollars to fund a sham study that will produce a predictable result is a bad idea. What's worse is this bad idea will further divide our people along racial lines when we ought to be finding ways to come together. Reparations will not repair our community. Now, I have a lot of questions about this. First of all, I'm 55 years old, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. And I can tell you, at least in my lifeline, there were no slaves, right? Slavery had long been outlawed. So we're talking about generations of people who have been born and raised in freedom, who have gone out there and gotten jobs. They put money away. They were able to buy a house. They were able to get married and have kids. They are living the American dream in Memphis, Tennessee, black and white. But here's my question. Who exactly is going to be eligible for this money? Are we talking, and who's going to have to pay? What if what if your family didn't arrive here in the United States until 1985? Are you going to be forced to pay reparations for someone who, by the way, was not born into slavery? And for that matter, what about who exactly is going to be eligible? What if somebody is from, let's say, Jamaica? And let's just say that they were not from a, a family where there were slaves in the, in the ancestry. Are they going to get this money? Who gets to make that final determination? But I'm telling you, folks, this is a very dangerous path because this is literally – just think about this for a moment. How, how do you think the media would spin the story if the Shelby County Commission had come out and said, you know what, folks? We think that the white man has been put upon, so we're going to give every white person in Shelby County, we're going to give them a million dollars, and we're going to give them land so they can build a house. You know, forget that. We're going to give them land, and we're going to build a house for them. But this is only for white people. How do you think the mainstream media would spin that story? Folks, this is not who we are in America. We're the United States of America, We are, and we are united We are the greatest nation on the face of the earth. We can't allow these leftist lunatics to divide us along racial lines. The idea of reparations is un-American, it's unconstitutional, and I believe it is a grievous sin against Almighty God. What say you? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. 
Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right. Want to give a big shout out to the good people at Southern Social Restaurant. I heard Dylan had the big birthday bash down there yesterday. And did a number on the on the fillet. Great food down there, by the way. Anyway, uh, thank you guys, and uh, always doing a great job in taking care of folks uh, down at Southern Social. If you're in this part of the country, it's it's a great place to eat, and the best part of all, it's in a very safe part of uh, Shelby County, uh, Tennessee. Also, want to give a shout out to a group of young people that normally are ignored, and we don't do that on this radio program. We want to salute the future farmers of America that are out there. A lot of a lot of farmers listen to us on their tractors as they're out uh, they're working the fields and we love all you guys. It is such hard work that you do and we appreciate you guys listening to us as you're out there um, providing for us, taking care of livestock, planting crops. And this is National FFA Week. So we want to salute all of the folks that are working in the agriculture industry, and especially those young people that are the next generation farmers in America, uh, thinking about all those mom and pop, those family farms that literally dot the landscape of this great nation. And we just want to say thank you for the work that you do. And if you're a farmer, maybe you're working out in the fields, give us a call. Let us know what's going on today. 844-747-8868. Again, that toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. So I want to get back to this reparation story because this is happening in other major cities as well. And I, I suspect if if the folks in Memphis, if Shelby County decides we're going to move forward on reparations, here's what I think is going to happen. I think you will have every suburban city and unincorporated area in the county vote to secede and and actually start a brand new county that um, where they could govern themselves, they could have a say in the educational issues, law enforcement, protecting small businesses. And, and again, being a part of red state Tennessee again. But I suspect that's going to happen if these county commissioners vote on this $5 million reparation study this afternoon. I will say this, elections have consequences. And unfortunately, only 20% of registered voters bother to get out and vote on election day. And as a result, we've got a supermajority of Democrats that control this area of the country. It's really unfortunate. But this could really be resolved if people just got out there and and voted and did their patriotic duty as an American citizen. But on this issue of, of reparations, do you really believe that is fair? Do you believe that people today are suffering as a result of something that happened back in the 1860s? Because when you do the time span, the amount of time it took for this nation to be founded 
this the, the war to be fought and won and then slavery outlawed was in the span of about, what, 20, 30 years. That's pretty significant. And that's why we call this a great experiment, because there are things that have to be fine-tuned and fixed along the way. And that makes us a stronger union. And the bonds ought to be stronger today than they were in 1870 or in 1970. But there are people, there are forces at work that want to divide us. And they know that race is the weak spot. That's the, that is the button that sets everybody off. If, if the button was whether or not you're gluten-free, they would use that. But I don't think that would divide the country. Well, it might. I don't know. But I'm just telling you that there are forces at work that want to divide us. And this, because ultimately it's not about race. They're just using that to accomplish their end goal. And what is that end goal? Well, it's to create conflict and chaos. And out of chaos and conflict comes socialism. Folks, we're going to be taking your calls on this. Stick around. Hour 2, 844-747-8868. We'll be right back, America. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. Hour two of the big show. By the way, as promised, we have the video of President Biden who stumbled on the on the steps of Air Force One, not going down the steps, going up the steps. Uh, he was um, heading uh, heading out of Warsaw, Poland, when all of that happened. But he's okay. He, he took a tumble, but he uh, got up and was able to uh, finish walking on his own. Nobody came rushing out or anything like that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, at this moment, uh, Trump Force One in the air, bound for East Palestine, Ohio, where President Trump is going to visit with people. By the way, hundreds of people already lining the streets. Tulsi Gabbard, we understand, is there. And the former president is bringing thousands of pounds of cleaning supplies and other materials. So, in other words, America first versus America last. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Hang tight if you're on hold. We're going to get to your calls. But I want to talk to our good friend from the great state of Louisiana, Congressman Mike Johnson today. Congressman, I hope you're doing well. Hey, Todd, I am, in spite of all this madness. You know, and it's, it is certainly the dichotomy, isn't it? I want to get to our main story in just a moment. But while we're on the subject of East Palestine, uh, to see how President Trump is handling it and President Biden, it really is, um, you know, black and white, as they say. It, it is, and, and it is on glaring display for all the American people to see. This is a, a dramatic shift in priorities that we've seen since the previous administration and the current one. It, it really is, as we say, America first versus America last. I mean, the idea that, that President Biden would visit Ukraine before paying a visit to East Palestine or before even going to the, to the key parts of the southern border uh, is a slap in the face of the American people. And I'm telling you, my constituents in Louisiana are... Are, are very deeply frustrated by this, and we are we hear about it on the hour every hour. 
You know, Congressman, when I was growing up, my dad got transferred down to an area between Baton Rouge and, and New Orleans, which, of course, you know, there are a lot of refineries, sugar plants, and it was not that it was not that uncommon for there to be a massive explosion and look outside and there's a mushroom cloud. And you you always wonder, okay, what's in the air now? So I my heart goes out to these people and for them, you know, we're seeing the animals get, you know, die and get sick. People are getting sick and they're not getting answers from their government. And that is that's really infuriating. It is, and, and uh Pete Buttigieg is MIA and you had, uh, you know, the EPA director down there a couple of times, but he's, he's, I think, giving information that no one can believe. I mean, he says, you know, the water is clean and the air is clean and there's nothing to worry about. And yet people are, are, are showing home videos of this, you know, uh, chemical sheen uh, on the, on the tops of the creeks that are floating right behind their house. I mean, it just, you know, the, the problem is at the end of the day that what we have, especially in the last two years with this administration is we have record high uh, levels of, of distrust in the government. I mean, the American people just simply don't trust these institutions right now. And that's, that's a very serious concern, especially in times of war and in times of disaster. I mean, you need the people to trust their government, and they just don't. They don't trust these officials at all. I know that you and Congressman Jim Jordan are demanding answers from the FBI. And again, speaking of distrust, over this weaponization of the FBI, and it looks to be the intentional targeting of Catholics in America. What's going on there? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the FBI, again, has been caught with its hand in the cookie jar. I mean, over the last year, we have written many letters to FBI Director Christopher Wray about these startling allegations that we have about the FBI misusing law enforcement resources for apparent political purposes. I mean, that's what it looks like on its face. And we have whistleblowers from inside the FBI that are coming forward and, and of course, concerned citizens as well. But since the, all those letters have been written, just in the last few weeks, uh, this one became public. This is the FBI targeting a set of Catholic Americans specifically and overtly for their religious beliefs. It's as if they don't respect First Amendment protections at all, and this is a, a serious concern to us. And, and it's not the first time. I mean, just what is it, a couple of months ago, we were telling people about the FBI uh, doing these raids on the homes of pro-life leaders. Many of them happen to be Roman Catholic, one of them completely exonerated. That's exactly right. And then prior to that, we had the, the firebombing of, of Catholic churches and centers and pro-life centers, uh, you know, in the wake of the Dobbs opinion. And the FBI literally turned a blind eye, did nothing about it uh, for over a year until we had to pass a resolution on the House floor to demand action on it. I mean, before that, of course, it was the targeting of, of, of parents of school children who had the audacity to show up at school board meetings and protest mass mandates and school closures. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's something we can't ignore. It's a serious problem. And I want to hasten to say, Todd, it's not the field agents, um, you know, the, the brave men and women who put on the badge and go out to serve their country. It, it's, in our view, it's bad apples at the very top of the decision tree. And that's our concern. That's what needs to change. And, that, you know, Congress has a constitutional responsibility to provide oversight here. You know, Congressman, I think back to the Obama years when evangelicals were in the crosshairs. And, I mean, it was really ugly. They were actually, you know, labeling groups like Family Research Council and American Family Association as domestic terrorist groups. And this information was disseminated to even officers in the military. And and you wonder how much of that, you know, took root then, and they just haven't been able to root all of that out. Well, there's a direct correlation between those events and now. I mean, 
in this this latest example, the FBI, this is a, a memo that went out from the Richmond field office of the FBI. It characterized traditionalist Catholics as, quote, violent extremists. Uh, they said they need government investigation. They cite as their backup for this. This, this so-called open source reporting comes from, you guessed it, the Southern Poverty Law Center, the SPLC, which has spent years, you know, branding mainstream conservative groups as hate organizations, like our friends at FRC and ADF and the others. That's what the FBI is relying upon. I mean, they have zero credibility. Uh, so this is a, a scary thing. It looks to us to be just open political bias. And, and it, it, it again, it is eroding the people's faith in our system of justice itself. And there's, there's few things that are more dangerous than that. All right. Congressman Mike Johnson from Louisiana on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Congressman, um, circling back to, to what's happening overseas, President Biden announcing another, what, $500 billion in aid or half a billion dollars in aid to the Ukrainians. At what point do we say, we don't have any more money to spend over there? Well, we're raising a lot of concern and question about that. And you've heard that from House Republicans in particular. Listen, we empathize with the Ukrainian people. I mean, they've borne the brunt of the Russian aggression. There's no question about that. We want them to win. But we also have to be uh, common sense stewards of our own resources. We have spent more than $113 billion in military aid and economic assistance just in the last year alone to aid the Ukrainians. And you know what we're concerned about? Our NATO partners, other European allies, they have done a small fraction of that. I mean, we are by far carrying the load. We want to help them. Weapons are important. But the, the president gave a speech a couple of days ago, and I knew it because immediately everyone started sending me the video clips, where he guarantees that, you know, he's committed to the Ukrainians. He wants to pay their, their pension systems and their, their uh, social assistance programs and all that. What, what about ours? <laughs> Speaking of America last, I mean... It's just, it's like the administration is tone deaf. We're deeply concerned, but we also have a $31.5 trillion federal debt. And this is not a game. We're not going to be the last superpower if we, if we can't uh, maintain our own finance. No, you're right about that. And and not to mention um, the, the, the rhetoric coming out of this president on, you know, on foreign soil directed at Russia. And we are getting dangerously close to hostilities. And we've heard from so many of our military uh, military leaders that are experts on this program that they don't think we're going to be able to effectively fight a war. Mm. Well, I serve on the House Armed Services Committee as one of my assignments in Congress. And I can tell you that, you know, this, this idea that we're going to just send billions and billions of dollars overseas and that we're going to, you know, poke, poke the bear and, and, you know, provoke Russia and China at the same time. Look, we have to project strength. There was a noticeable uh, lapse in aggression against Ukraine by Russia when President Donald J. Trump occupied the office. You know why? Because we projected strength. And you and I both remember well, as Reagan always reminded us, that we maintain peace through strength. That's what it. we're projecting right now is weakness, and it's, it's, it's very, very dangerous. All right. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. We appreciate the, the update and the information on the, the Catholics, and uh, let us know if there are any developments there. Will do. Thank you, my friend. All right. There you go, folks. Good guy. Congressman Mike Johnson from the great state of Louisiana. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. A lot of you folks wanting to weigh in on the reparation story, and I want to get to those calls. Let's work one in right now before we go to break. Steve in North Carolina, WSIC. All right, Steve, what do you think about this idea? Should black Americans be getting reparations? Come on. You know, uh, it, it's 
it's been something. I, I'm 56. I run both same age. It's something that I've actually heard uh, for the better part of my life, uh, but never uh, has it really been acted upon. Uh, and uh, and I do believe that there is at some point a lot of people who really believe uh, that this is a good thing uh, without actually uh, considering uh, all the consequences uh, of those actions. Uh, but I actually do believe uh, that there's a bigger uh, story at play here, uh, and that is um, they really want us fighting. Uh, and I don't mean just uh, verbally over you know, some little Twitter fight or something. Uh, I'm actually thinking uh, that there is a bigger game here, uh, and that game being, um, you know, actual, actual fighting. Uh, they want to uh, pick uh, two uh, races uh, together uh, or uh, um, against one another, uh, and I do believe uh, that they've tried, uh, and a lot of their uh, trying has not uh, come to fruition. Uh, but uh, they know uh, that this is one thing that will absolutely uh, light that powder keg uh, and ultimately um, bring in uh, a lot of the uh, things that would follow uh, an actual conflict uh, of that nature. And that's just my my thinking. Uh, I could be wrong, uh, Steve. I don't uh, think you are. No, no, no. I don't think you are wrong. And go back to the go back to the riots after George Floyd. By and large, those riots were not organized by rank-and-file black folks in the neighborhood, right? Right. Uh, Because it was their businesses that were getting burned down. It was their businesses that were being looted. We're talking about some sort of an organized effort through Black Lives Matter, through Antifa, to take advantage of of the of the crisis that is their own making so yeah i'm with you i think there's there's something much bigger behind all of this at the end of the day it has nothing to do with race they're using that as the driving force to cause chaos in the country and that's what we've got to stand up to steve i'm running late for a break thank you for that call 844-747-8868 toll free telephone number we'll be right back I don't know how Mike Lindell does it, but he does it. He, the guy is just incredible. Great American patriot. Man, he sure does love President Trump. And uh, Mike has created a brand new pillow. You said, well, yeah, it's called My Pillow. No, no, no. This is not My Pillow. This is My Pillow 2.0. And it's a pretty awesome pillow. And folks, uh, thanks to our friendship with Mike Lindell, we have the opportunity to do something really cool. You're going to be able to buy one, get one free. It's My Pillow 2.0. That's right, My Pillow 2.0. This is an all new pillow made right here in the good old US of A. And it has this I don't know how this works. I all I know is I sleep very well. That's all I care about is when my, my when my head hits the My Pillow, I'm out like a light. And I love this one, especially being in the South where it gets like 300 degrees in the summertime. This one, the MyPillow 2.0, has temperature-regulating technology, again, made 100% in the USA. It's got a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, and it really is the softest, smoothest, and my favorite part of all, coolest pillow you will ever own. It's got to be 67 degrees or I can't sleep. 
It does. I, I just like that. So anyway, um, Mike's going to – he has a great deal for us. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starnes. That's – we have our own page, uh, MyPillow.com slash Starnes, and you will see the offer. Just click on that. Be sure to use my promo code, last name Starnes, and you're going to be able to get all the, the great discounts that buy one, get one free deal. This is a dandy. You can also give them a call, 1-800-839-8506. That's 800-839-8506 to get your very own MyPillow 2.0. All right. Crime is off the charts across America, and there's a lady who owns a convenience store. This is this is really a fascinating story. So it involves some potato chips. Now, you know, you go to these convenience stores and they have all the, um, you know, all the uh, junk food stuff, right? Potato chips, candy bars, anyway. This particular store had uh, been targeted by criminals many, many, many times. And so much so that the store clerk said they've lost like 17000 uh, in in revenue. I mean, that's a lot of people coming in and stealing a lot of stuff. And so finally, the one of the store clerks had had enough. This is at a Circle K, which is sort of like a Wawa, if you know what the, the Wawa is. Anyway, this guy was arrested. Police say the guy ate two bags of potato chips that someone else had stolen from the convenience store. So I guess the guy is guilty of receiving stolen goods. And uh, the guy got into an argument with the store clerk. This originally started because she wouldn't sell the guy any beer. So the guy takes an entire display of the potato chips, hundreds of bags, and just puts them in his car. One of the one of the bags of chips falls on the ground. The clerk is following the guy out of the store. She is a pistol, this one. I like her. The suspect drives off. Another guy walks over, sees the two bags of potato chips, uh, valued at $4.98, and starts munching on the potato chips. No, I think they were lace. I don't know, Dylan. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Maybe they weren't Fritos. They were, the, they were lace, I think. No, not kettle chips, just the regular just lace. Thank you, Dylan. So anyway, they call the cops. The cops arise, and, and she, the, the clerk's like, that guy ate my potato chips. And the guy's like, what potato chips? And then the cops, these are like, you know, investigate. These are detectives. And they noticed morsels of Lay's potato chips around the man's lip section. And they arrested the guy. <laughs> So anyway, the store clerk really fired up about this. Cut number 16. People come in here daily on a daily basis, stealing one, two, three. They think that's okay. My inventory is 17000 short on people coming in here stealing. Kroger left because they were stealing. The mall left because they were stealing. All this left in the area because they were stealing. The Walmart left in the area because they were stealing. So if everybody gone, what are you going to do when Circle K decides we didn't fit, we fed up? (laughs) I like you, ma'am. She's got a great point. All these people are complaining because the Kroger and all these other stores pack up and leave because they just can't afford it. You know, everybody says, well, they've got insurance. No, insurance doesn't cover all the cost. And I, so this lady is under fire now. So they're portraying her as the bad guy for calling the cops. I have a question. What would you do? This is your store. Some guy is eating your potato chips and not paying the bill. Would you call the cops? What would you do? 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free telephone number. That's 
747-8868. Oh, then in the Fritos, I, we would have had a fist fight. I'm just saying. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back, America. Residents of what would just a guess would you say your percentage of our repeat offenders? My guess would be at least 70, 70 percent. Mm-hmm. We had a case this week, the individual, this 11 year old, we have talked about him, and this is about his fifth or sixth time in our hands. All right, that is the police chief of Memphis, Tennessee. Her name is C.J. Davis, and we're talking about nearly. 2,000 cars that have been stolen, broken into since January 1st. And they're saying 70% of the people responsible are kids, children. Now, to help us find out what's going on and, and why Memphis, Tennessee, my beautiful hometown, has been turned into a war zone, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Memphis City Councilman Frank Colvett Jr. joins us. He is also running for mayor of Memphis. And, Councilman, we appreciate you taking some time to uh, spend with us today. Well, Todd, thank you for having me on. It's, uh, it's a tough day in Memphis these days. Yeah, I mean, you know, Councilman, I don't think the average American understands the, the feeling of, of you putting your life in your hands just to go get gasoline or, heaven forbid, you got to get uh, you got to fill up your tire with air and you're just pray to God that you don't get carjacked. You're exactly right. You know, the Memphis I grew up in, uh, my wife just the other night uh, would not go up to the Kroger after the supermarket, literally after dark. Uh, just to pick some things up without me being in the car. Look, it, Todd, our DA has said they're not going to prosecute. Our judges are only hearing out of 35,000 some odd cases. They heard 30, they did 35 trials last year. You know, talking to the police yesterday in Memphis, Tennessee, I found the disturbing fact that these car break-ins, these carjackings and these aggravated assaults are vast majority juveniles. And 70-plus percent of them, as you, as you played the tape, are literally repeat offenders. I mean, what you couldn't see was the audio, the video of me literally dropping my glasses as my jaw hit the floor. But let's remain positive because as conservatives, you know, we value our police. We value the thin blue line. And we're going to do everything we can. And as mayor, that's exactly what I'm going to do, which is increase the ranks of the police Give them the technology. But equally important, Todd, I'm going to go to the legislature in our great state of Tennessee, and I am going to get the laws changed so that, for example, if this repeat offender with an ankle monitor, you know, I I no longer care about his privacy. If he has an ankle monitor, the MPD, Memphis Police Department, needs to know where he is because if I know where he is and I've got a lot of carjackings in that area – Guess who I need to go talk to? The solutions are very difficult to implement, but the solution is actually very simple in concept. We need more good police officers, and we're going to do everything we can to get those good police officers. So I want to go back to this 11-year-old. 
According to the police chief, he'd already been in custody maybe five to six more times. I'm just wondering where where is uh, mom and dad in the equation, and and beyond that, why is the kid allowed to walk out of juvenile hall every single time he gets arrested? Well, a couple things, and again, as as good conservatives, we believe in personal responsibility, and if you are father or or mother or child then that is your responsibility to help raise that child it's just a simple common belief and you should be responsible legally for that child i i want to know where the parents are in this case and going forward we've gotten a lot of pushback from juvenile hall juvenile court uh letting these kids out and all of a sudden they're back on the street they're doing exactly what they were doing many of them are being pressured by adults to do it because the adult knows that the kid is going to get out of juvie. So the solution, again, simple and simple to say, hard to do, but we're going to go to our Republican supermajority in the state house and state Senate and get the laws passed to not only keep these juveniles and teach them a lesson, but also we need to teach those parents a lesson that that child is your responsibility. And, and, you know, as much as I, I love Memphis, grew up here, came back here, have a business here, I as much as I love this town, I think it's important for people nationwide to understand, okay, this is what happens when you elect people who are soft on crime. This is what happens when you have progressives running your city. This is what happens. Fine, you want to defund the police? Okay, this is what's going to happen. Because I'm I'm with you, Councilman. I think all of these problems are fixable, but it's going to take people setting aside voting on political party and skin color and realize we've got to start electing people who are going to fix what's broken here. Todd, you're exactly right. I think you could go to pretty much any major metropolitan city in our in the United States and you will see that the liberals have run a buck. They they somehow treat the police as the enemy when in reality it's it, you know, unfortunately we had a case where Tyree Nichols, but the ninety nine point nine percent of the crimes are committed by the criminals and not the cops and the cops are the one thing that we should be backing, the one group that we ha- that has to have our support. And again, you go to any city, I mean, I, I keep thinking of San Francisco every time you say it, you know, what happens in where a town like Memphis or any city in America is if you let the liberals be in charge who do not accept personal responsibility, do not demand personal responsibility, then you get... Which you get literally what you fear, which is lawlessness. And and that's what we've got here. And uh, folks, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Frank Colvett Jr. wants to be the next mayor of Memphis, Tennessee, and I think he'd make a great mayor of Memphis. Uh, Councilman, there was a horrible tragedy, and this really has angered me. Uh, and we've been doing a lot to try to help raise money for the family of Officer Jeffrey Redd, who was killed in the line of duty. And his death has just shockingly, it seems to me, gone unnoticed by even the city council. Um, are are you sensing that as well? Gosh, Todd, you're, you're hitting on a subject that, uh, I mean, it hurts my soul that I was one of only two council members that even knew Officer Red's name. 
And to make matters even more challenging, uh, and this will be a topic you and I'll talk about later, we caught several of the liberals in lies having private meetings and not inviting the press. And the, and, and the reason I tell you both those stories is that local news is not going to cover conservative successes. Local news, and I don't care what town it is, they're not going to cover these kinds of things because it doesn't fit the liberal narrative. And call it what it is, the press is not going to go forward with something that does not advance their agenda and sell newspapers. I mean, it's, it's, it is insane, but what we're doing going forward is we're starting to recognize in council all the good police officers that have done the right thing in our way that is signaling to the public that as i say it you know you get up you wake up you go to work any town usa and in memphis tennessee as an example 1900 police officers woke up and were reported to work and did a great job in your town your police force showed up to work and did a great job and did an honorable job and that's what we've got to do as conservatives across this country is support our law enforcement because they're the ones that keep us safe. Well, well said, and we're working with the local Memphis Police Association to raise money for the for Officer Red's family. Uh, and it's just really unfortunate that the local media has taken a pass on this. It hasn't been a big story. Uh, this officer's passing, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm. You mentioned jaw dropped. My jaw dropped when you told me that you were one of two council members who even knew the officer's name. Todd, it is it has become clear and apparent that the liberal goal, you know, I, I used to watch television and go, oh, well, that can't happen here. I mean, this is Memphis. You know, that happens in San Francisco. That happens in somewhere other town. If it can happen in Memphis, it can happen anywhere. And what it is in simplistic terms is, is the liberal value of the criminal over the officer, Officer Red, who gave his life in service to Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. Well, we're going to keep raising funds for this officer's family. And, uh, Councilman, we wish you the best of luck on the campaign trail. Do you have a website? Where can people go if they want to get more information about your agenda? We're, we're setting that up now. We just announced, Todd. Um, but uh, interestingly enough, the campaign team has a way to donate. Uh, the website is then coming, but uh, direct answer is we're going to get that up okay. uh, and running. And uh, that's also my excuse to make you uh, have you back on, have me back on your. Trip. And I think we can do that uh, because I, I I think what what I would like to be able to do is after a couple of years in your your administration, look back and tell people, okay, here's how we were able to turn it all around, and and I think that's going to be a great success story for not just Memphis but really for the whole nation. That's exactly our goal. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee is an awesome town. So much musical heritage, so many great things about it. And Todd, you and I, I know, are in lockstep agreement. Born and raised here. And we're not just going to give it up to somebody that just basically wants to throw it all away and that trash or, or, or crime is somehow in any form, shape, or size acceptable. It is not. Well said. All right, Frank, we got to leave it there. Appreciate all the great information and good luck out on that campaign trail. 
All right, my friend. Take care. Have a great day. All right. There you go, folks. Uh, good guy, Frank Colvett Jr., who's on the city council and in, in Memphis. And can you, again, I, you, I could have shared this with you, but I wanted you to hear it from a councilman who knows these people. These are elected leaders. This is a radically progressive city council. They make AOC look like a conservative. And they didn't even care that a police officer had been gunned down in the line of duty. What Do you understand how heinous that is? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. If you'd like to help out the officer, we have a link in our live show blog. And you can go. You can donate money to help uh, Officer Red's wife. Uh, he's got kids, grandkids, and they could use they could use our help. They really could. We'll be right back, America. All right, you just heard uh, the councilman on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And we love our partnership with the guys over at Patriot Mobile. We'll be hanging out with them over at CPAC coming up in, what, about a week or so now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Patriot Mobile, by the way, is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. And we've been following the developments with Newsmax being censored by DirecTV, AT&T. They were deplatformed. And why were they deplatformed? They were the fourth most watched cable news channel out there. And they were deplatformed because they're conservative. It's that simple, folks. So one of the things we've been trying to encourage you to do is consider making the switch, dumping AT&T and switching over to Patriot Mobile. They have a great service. They have widespread nationwide coverage. All you have to do is go to their website. You can type in your zip code, and it'll tell you exactly what the coverage looks like in your area. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. patriotmobile.com slash Todd. They have a plan to fit any budget. If you are a business owner, they've got a plan for you. And they have special discounts for veterans and first responder heroes. Again, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. And be sure to use my promo code Todd to get those awesome discounts. All right. Well, coming up in the next hour of the program, we're going to be checking with Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina. By the way, he's endorsed Nikki Haley for the presidency. So we'll be asking him about that coming up after the uh, the break. President Trump on his way to East Palestine, hundreds of people already lined up. There are some uh, interesting Let's Go Brandon flags that are flying out there in East Palestine. And I suspect a lot of people are angry at Joe Biden because he abandoned America. He abandoned the good people of East Palestine. And he's in Ukraine right now. Oh, by the way, did you hear the um, did you hear the sirens? They had the air raid sirens going, and this was during a visit. They had the cameras there. It was Zelensky and Biden, and they were walking, and the air raid sirens, as if the the Russian military, the Russian air force, was about to fly over and carpet bomb Kiev. Even the folks at CNN said, "Wait, well, that's this is simply not true." This is all theater. Well, of course it is. It is all theater. And I can appreciate, by the way, Congressman Johnson talking about how Ukraine's borders and sovereignty were violated. But my question is, and I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of this, and if we do, it's not going to be widely published. But I want to know what led up to Russia 
doing what it did. And I'd like to know who ultimately was behind Ukraine's effort to go after Russia and to taunt Russia. No doubt about it, Russia invaded the sovereign territory of Ukraine. No doubt about that. But I want to know what led up to that moment. What about you? And by the way, speaking of moments, what about the 44,000 hours of video footage of the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol? Now, Tucker Carlson's uh, got the exclusive on that. Kevin McCarthy turned over all the video to, to, to Tucker and his team. Tucker says, so far, what they have seen does not add up to what we had been told. Are you surprised by that? Are you surprised by the fact that the January 6th committee and the mainstream media and the establishment Republicans all lied about what happened? Now, I want to start seeing the video, and they need to start putting that video out quickly. But I've heard from others that have seen the video that it's not adding up. It doesn't square up with what we were originally told about about what happened. So we'll get into that in the next hour as well. Also, we will try to, if President Trump makes any kinds of comments, boots on the ground in Ohio, we will bring those comments to you as well. All right, 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number to call. If you would like information about our upcoming trip to the Holy Land, we are taking 100 of our listeners to the Holy Land seven days, seven nights in November of this year, and we want you to join us. It's going to be great. It's going to be a family-friendly event, but if you want to bring your wife you or your husband, you can do that. If you're just coming solo, that's great too. And we're going to hit so many wonderful sites. We have a, a website set up just for that, but you got to go to toddstarns.com, and you will see the link there. We list out the itineraries. We list out uh, where we'll be staying, all sorts of uh, important information for you. But know this, it is a first-class trip. You're going to love it. It's a once-in-a-lifetime, I'm telling you, and we're going to have a blast. So, again, get over there to the website and check out all the information uh, for our Stand with Israel trip to the Holy Land coming up in November of later this year. All right, folks, we're going to take a break here and regroup. In the meantime, head over to the website, check out the Israel stuff, if you haven't downloaded the podcast, you can do that. Also, uh, get our free newsletter that comes out immediately after the afternoon show. That music means we need to take a break, pay some bills, catch up on the top of the hour news on your local radio station. All right, folks, hang tight. Hour three coming up. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. Well, I, I don't want to alarm anybody, but uh, you people listening to us in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, you might want to pay attention here. Uh, there is a breaking news story developing at the National Security Complex in Oak Ridge. Uh, this is the Department of Energy's uh, joint where apparently a 
a compound of that um, that holds uranium is on fire. Uh, according to multiple local news outlets, the emergency crews responding to a uranium fire at the Y-12 National Security Complex in Oak Ridge. The Y-12 complex has confirmed the material involved in the fire was a compound of uranium. The government says the public is not in any danger. So there you go. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, certainly a serious uh, situation over in the eastern part of the volunteer state. Welcome, everybody, to Hour 3 of the Todd Stearns radio program. That glow around your radio is not nuclear. It's not radioactive. It's just us. I want to read something to you. I uh, just saw this on my, I don't I don't know how things pop up on my Facebook feed, but they do from time to time. And uh, every now and again, I want to share one with you. And I just had to laugh at this. So have you been to Walmart or Kroger or Target lately? And if you have been, have you noticed that there will, there's, what, 20 checkout lines? But there's only one person, one cashier manning the checkout line. Everybody else is forced to go to the self-checkout lines, right? And typically, in in the Kroger I go to, we have two self-checkout lines, one on either side of the store. But they they always shut one of them down. And I have no idea why they do that, but they do it. And it creates a backlog. And so a lot of people, and especially if you have a lot of groceries or if you're elderly, and I mean nothing against this, but I'll give you an example. Just the other day, I had to run into Kroger to get something, and I went to the self-checkout line, and it was Senior Citizen Day at the Kroger. And I guess that's where they bring all the people from the uh, the old folks' homes over to go do their grocery shopping. And they were all forced to use self-checkout. And I'm telling you, I don't mean to paint with a broad brush here, but folks over the age of 80 have a hard time working the checkout, the self-checkout line. They just do. So what should have been, like, there's this one lady, this is terrible. She had four items, and it took her a good 12 minutes. I, it's just, it was hard. It's it's hard for people our age because you got to swipe, and then the thing, the barcode doesn't, it doesn't beep, and then when it beeps and the red light comes on, and then the cashier has to come over, and she types in her code and her Social Security number, and then, you know, weighs the tomatoes or whatever. It's... It's not very easy going grocery shopping these days. So anyway, somebody wrote this, and I've got to share it with you. And I know it had to have been somebody who is older. So I'm at Walmart, and the only checkout line is backed up. And I overheard a Walmart associate say, oh, they're just too lazy to check themselves out. When I, (laughs) You know they were thinking that. When I turned to look at the line, I was furious. Everyone in that line was well over 70 years old. You listen here, Mr. 20-something-year-old Walmart associate. You see what I mean? I think they're older. You listen here. These folks are the backbone of the country. These folks are not lazy. They were not born into a computer generation. While you were playing video games, those damn video games. (laughs) It's always the video games and the rap music. When you were playing video games and learning to navigate a computer, they were working in steel mills, mines, dress and shoe factories, restaurants, stores, and countless other jobs. Without the aid of a computer or your silly little phone, you have your head buried in all while making 14 and $16 an hour. 
You twerps would have never made it back in the day. (laughs) It's true. Funny but true. He goes on. These lazy people, talking about facetiously speaking, the old people standing in the line waiting to be checked out. These lazy people can still work circles around you, and they have a work ethic and drive that you probably know nothing about. Just because someone doesn't feel comfortable using a self-checkout line does not make them lazy. Now, Dylan, I'm going to talk to you in a moment because you are an expert at this. You used to actually work at a grocery store, so I wonder, we're going to... um, peruse your knowledge on this subject momentarily. And before I forget it, wow, this guy's really wound up. And before I forget it, those lazy people pay your salary. This is true. Instead of you and others walking around being judgmental, someone could have offered to help them on the self-checkout. Yeah, they're not going to do that. If you ever have to get your vegetables from the ground instead of the produce department, guess who you're going to need help from? Those lazy people. It's true. Be careful of the toes you step on today. They might be the people you need help from tomorrow. People need to respect their elders again. Copied and pasted, feel free to do likewise. (laughs) This is sort of like one of those get-off-my-lawn moments, I think, in the grocery store. Now, Dylan, you worked at a grocery store. Is that what you guys think about all of us that don't want to use the self-checkout line, that we're lazy? Oh, absolutely, yeah. What? No. (laughs) This is terrible. Go stand in the corner. I've always liked the self-checkout line. I don't know. Well, I do, too. But the problem is, inevitably, something stops. They think you're stealing, and, and when you haven't. And, and then they come over and they're like looking at your receipts and counting out how many things are in your bag. Mm-hmm. And they don't even apologize, you know, when the, um, the machine's lying about you. It's true. Yeah. Well, it, it does make the workers seem a little bit lazy, um, you know, but I like to keep out of people's way. I don't like to talk to anyone when I'm in the grocery store. And I can imagine a lot of people feel that way. But. You know, I imagine the frustration. You see, a lot, lot, a lot of people will stop me, mm-hmm. and which I'm always happy to do, yeah. except for one place, when I'm in line or trying to get out of the store. Yeah, because you can't leave at that point. You're stuck. Yeah, and then I got the um, I got the Blue Bell ice cream, mm-hmm. and it's on a, it's, it's time sensitive. That's right. Got to get that in the freezer. Got to get it in the freezer. So, I mean, but do you guys, I mean, again, it's like you have all these cashier lines, but they only have one cashier. They, it, it seems to me they would want to have a couple of cashiers for us old school people. Yeah. And and for us, when I was working there, there's a lot on like, you know, greeting the customer, being very friendly, welcoming them in the space. And there's a place, there's a Publix uh, grocery store. They're very friendly. Oh, very I like Publix. I've, yeah. I've heard great things about Publix. Very nice place. Very organized. It's like a grocery store person's like dreamland. But, you know, anyways, like they have the self-checkout lines, too. And, you know, but everyone's very personable there. So you kind of almost want to go into the, uh, the, the the place where there's a person standing there. Somebody said they have good Subway. Is it the sandwiches, the subs yeah. at Publix? Yep, that's right. All right, why don't, we, them. why don't we have a Publix in Memphis? That's, we, will, we need a firsthand report from someone. I agree. Let's start that. All right. I, look, I'm all over that because Kroger has a monopoly, and so I don't mean this in a bad way, but they suck. Okay, I meant it in a bad way. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's bad when you got it. There just aren't any choices. And I think, a, I think having another competitor is, you know, it's good. It's healthy. That's all I'm saying. 
And I think Publix would wipe them out of the park. Oh, they'd kill them. They'd crush them. All right. Thank you, Dylan, for the uh, for the eyewitness report there. So, but maybe it's just me. I don't. I I don't know. But it is difficult. You know. So you you, you stand on the long lines and you do wonder. Okay, where are all these people? Where why are, why are people not working? And the sad reality is, a lot of people don't want to work anymore. You know, they got hooked on the government cash during the China virus pandemic, and it's hard to find people that actually want to work, that want a job these days. All right, we're going to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. I, you know, I, I got carded because apparently I was scanning the cran apple juice, but it came up as wine, and I got carded for the no. I'm telling you, I just don't like the self-checkout lines. We'll be right back. All right, let's go to the phones. Chris joins us, WHKP, our great affiliate there. All right, Chris, what's on your mind? Well, I was talking about uh, self-check, because you were. Um, last year, a girl told me they were worked her 60 hours a week before Christmas, and after Christmas, they cut her down to like 25 or 30. You can't live on that. I won't go to self-check and put somebody out of a job. It doesn't mean I'm lazy. Oh, so you're doing it just to make sure that that cashier has enough work to get a paycheck. Right. Has enough hours. Oh, that makes sense. And the CEO, he says, hey, people are stealing at the self-check. Hey, I'm not a CEO, but I can figure that out. Just close the self-checks down. (laughs) I saw a girl come in one day with a whole bunch of Walmart bags. She was putting her groceries in them and walked right out the door. There you go. And people will do that too. And again, I look, I I just this is um this is a way for them to save money and not pay these workers. Um but the other bigger issue is a lot of these grocery stores they can't find people that actually want to work. I know. It does not just grocery stores, restaurants and everything. It's true. Chris, hey, I I must, I must have missed something. Where's Miss Grace well, Miss Grace is still with us, but she her husband got a, a pretty cool gig up in the Chicago area. So so she is not she's not here in the Memphis area, but she's still with us working for us. Online somewhere else. Yeah, no no no, she's with us. So uh we'll and and you'll hear from her next week. She'll be uh on boots on the ground at, at CPAC. Okay. Well, All right. Good. I missed her. All right. Well, I'll tell her you said hello, Miss Chris. Thank you for that. Uh, let's go to John in Olive Branch, Mississippi, the great metropolitan area, listening to us on KWAM. John, I understand you have a Publix report. Man, I got the Publix report. I I live in Daphne, Alabama, which is down on the coast in Baldwin County, but I, I work in Olive Branch. I moved my business to Olive Branch, so I have the best of both worlds, Publix and Kroger, and, and just Monday night at a Mardi Gras party, my wife and other people were lamenting the fact that we have no Kroger's in Daphne, Alabama. None, any, not even close. I, so, I just don't think you're missing that much, John. I, but I've heard wonderful reports about Publix. Well, I can speak with some expertise because I've used both of them a lot. Kroger has the best deli or, or bakery cookies in the world, in my opinion. But Publix has, 
I think you mentioned a little while ago, wonderful sandwiches and the best hot and spicy chicken wings on earth. Really? Hot and Bar spicy? Done. All right, I'm writing this down. So the next time I'm heading through Alabama, I'm stopping at the Bucky's right outside of Birmingham uh, for the brisket, and then I'm heading to, to Daphne for the uh, for the hot wings. No, no, man. You come straight to Daphne. There's a Bucky's about five miles from my house oh. and four or five and four or five Kroger's within <laughs> three or four miles of my house. Well, I'll... You, you come to that. Da- you come to Daphne, Alabama. We'll fix you something good to eat and take you to Kroger's and Bucky. <laughs> I, I mean, love to, it. to Publix and Bucky. Publix. All right. Sounds good. John, appreciate that call and uh, good hearing from you. Don't be a stranger now. That is, that's great. By the way, that Bucky's, have any of you guys been to the Bucky's yet? This thing is a phenomenon. I, it's, um, it's sort of like a, a Wawa on steroids or, you know, a Walmart for gas stations without this what i guess that do they have self-checkout lines i don't think they do at wawa or at bucky's all right let's go to Susie in georgia hi Susie, what's going on hey todd whoa nice warm weather nice warm weather oh it's like 80 degrees here in memphis today yeah it's 74 here in georgia mm, my goodness hey todd i don't shop kroger they're the most unfriendly employees in there and one day i went in there the last time i went in there i gave them the correct change, except I needed one penny back, Todd. They would not give me one penny back. They shorted you a penny? They would. They shorted me a penny, and I said, I cannot believe somebody in this store does not have me a penny they could give me. I don't go in there. But Publix, oh, I hope y'all get a Publix. Someday. Publix, is, that is, they are the nicest, friendliest employees I have ever been in the store, Todd. Is that and right? If you can't. Yes, if you can't find something, like say if I walk in and I want pancake syrup and I can't find it, well, anybody that I see that's got on a public shirt, I'll say, just show me the aisle. And I don't care if it's the top manager. He says, no, I will take you there. You see, I like that. I like you that. I do too, Todd. You don't find that in a Kroger. You can't even find anybody to wait on you. No, it's no. no, it's difficult. Now, I will say this: the Kroger I know are we have you know you you shop at the same grocery store, you get to know people, and we've got good people at the Kroger. There's just yeah. not enough of them. That's the problem, I think. Well, we don't have we don't have nice people here. I can just like that. Well, I am <laughs> sorry to hear that, is- Susie. You come you come to Memphis, and I'll take you to my Kroger, and I'll introduce you around. Well, well you come you come to Jason, and we'll take you to the Publix. I love this. You see, this is why I love doing this show. I, Susie, that's a date right there. I'm I'm writing this down. All right. All right. right. Thanks. Next time you come to next time you come to Gainesville, I'm gonna come meet you in person. I love it. All right. You promise me, Susie. We'll see you. All right. There you go. Uh, let's go to Memphis, Tennessee. KWAM. Gwen wants to weigh in on Kroger. Hi, Gwen. What's happening? Hey, I am so glad to get online. Let me tell you something. Do you know what happened here in Memphis about, oh, I think it was three years ago? No, what happened? There was a site chosen by Publix to open a a store here in Memphis on Summer Avenue out east, somewhere around Mendenhall. You know what Kroger did? Kroger went in and bought up the site from under them illegally. They bought it up. It was on summer. Just look it up in the history. Google it. I don't Google. I 
I do DuckDuckGo. Don't ever go to Google. Anyway, yeah, Kroger, look up another thing. Kroger has a complete monopoly over the whole southeastern United States. It's despicable. Minus Florida. Duh. There's no reason why they should uh, should have done that. They didn't want any competition. It's a lousy store. They have lousy. They're they're acceptable, but to me, acceptable is is another word for lousy. They're like the bare minimum. They're the mafia of the meat markets. Great products. They have interesting products. They have good prices. You, we go to Florida every summer down to Destin. And we always go to Publix. They have two or three other stores there. But Publix is a great store. It's well-managed. It just has better products. Dylan, get Publix pay. on the phone. We want them to sponsor our show. All these good people like when giving them the thumbs up. So, Well, I'm telling you, Kroger's is, Kroger is, is another one of those criminal cartels, in my opinion. They are fascist. They, they have control of... This whole section of the country, and it's an outrage. I just want to get enough. I just want them to stop carding me when I buy cran apple juice. Is that asking too much, Gwen? I like you. You give us a call back, and we're gonna. All right, we've got a boycott. Boycott Kroger. What did you call it? The criminal cartel. Woo! Jeez, a America. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Toll free telephone number. That's eight four four. Seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Wow. That's what it sounds like right now in East Palestine, Ohio. Hundreds of people out. President Trump is there. He's greeting the people, walking among the people, giving them hugs, talking to them. Uh, just moments ago, a reporter asked, and the audio is a little difficult, but I'll uh, just tell you what he said. They, they said, what's your message for Joe Biden, for President Biden? And he said, get over here. That's the message. And good for you, President Trump. By the way, the president bringing just all sorts of supplies, all sorts of materials, bottles of water, um, whatever he could put and fit on Trump Force One. And he has boots on the ground in East Palestine doing the job of the president of the United States, who is hanging out with the Ukrainians. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now. Our friend from South Carolina, the 5th Congressional District, Congressman Ralph Norman. Congressman, good to have you with us today. Well, great to be with you. Thank you. Hey, what's your reaction to this? I mean, the, the people are just so thrilled that someone is in East Palestine who actually cares about their plight right now. Well, not only cares about it, but the fact that they're there, the fact, fact that President Trump is, you know, providing supplies, you know, just shows how the Biden administration is totally disconnected from reality of these are hurting people i mean not only are they they losing their health most likely but uh the most valuable asset they have which are houses good luck on selling their houses with what's going on now so it doesn't surprise me he's he's been disconnected on the border he's been disconnected with so many other things and this since he's taken office but you know he ought to be there i mean that's where a president should be 
and the fact that he's you know in Ukraine makes no sense and just is more the same with him. Well, it it is, and it's a great example again, Congressman, of America first and America last, black and white. You can everybody knows what's going on here. Well, and people know what's going on, and you know you can't make this many mistakes. Everything this man, this administration is doing is intentional. Uh, to the invasion at the border, to crime in the streets, to energy independence. I mean, everything is done to to uh, put America last and really put us in danger with uh, with everything that's going on in the world today, particularly with Russia and China getting together as a result of the weakness of this administration, which is so obvious to everybody. Congressman, uh, I want to I want to take a brief a respite and and talk about what's happening in, in Ukraine, the amount of money that President Biden is now pledging the, the Ukrainians while the American people go without, in many, and in many cases, United States military. They can't even afford to feed their families on their salaries. And yet this president is going over there and now he wants to bolster up their pension plans? Well, it's just, again, he is uh, he's completely selling out this country, $113 billion dollars. Uh, to a country that uh, is under siege, but what about America? What about our military? What about the low recruiting that's going on? Uh, you know, and the Oversight Committee has, has asked for transparency from the DOD, the State Department, and uh, the U.S. Agency of International Development to provide some documents to sure, ensure Americans that the money is going where it should be. And it's not like we've got the money. This is borrowed money. And it just completely is, he's devoid of reality, and, and he's uh, hes aiding a country that he ought to be aiding the United States, and more particularly our military, and then all the events that are, are, are in this country now that are causing problems, and not the least of which is what's happening in, in Ohio. Now, Congressman, a few days ago, uh, you made big headlines by endorsing Nikki Haley, uh, for president, and I'd like for you to to walk us through that decision. Was that a difficult decision for you to make? You know, Nick and I go way back. We were elected to the state house of representatives in South Carolina. I know what she did as governor. Um, here's where we are. This and and we've got a good, great slate of candidates from Donald Trump uh, to Mike Pompeo if he gets in <clears throat> to. Um, DeSantis, we've got a great group of candidates. Nikki, to me, has got more opportunity to have people go to the polls, to minorities, uh, to the female vote, to the, to the independents. And I tell you, the stakes are pretty high. If we lose <clears throat> this coming election in 2024, we lose our country. This country cannot stand another to, uh, another four years of, of this administration. So she's got the talent. I think she. I applaud her for getting out early. When people see Nikki Haley, uh, who, by the way, she will implement most of what the, the Trump policies are, as far as sealing the border, energy independence, you know, doing away with crime in the streets, all the things that Donald Trump uh, championed. Any of the candidates, but particularly Nikki, uh, would champion that because it's common sense. So. You know, I, I am glad I made the decision, and I'm with her all the way. And I think she's going to be a formidable candidate. And it will, you will, as it unfolds, you will see the talents that she's got. 
right now she's polling at six percent. She's poll- she's polling at six percent right now, uh, Congressman. And, and I'm curious. You are um, one of the top supporters of President Trump. Uh, do you see yourself? I mean, down the road, if Trump becomes a nominee, would you support President Trump? Absolutely. I mean, that's the great part about it. I support any of the candidates. And, you know, the fact that Nikki's 6%, what's great is to see the Whoopi Goldbergs of the world, the liberals, their heads explode anytime that they mention her name. That's a good thing. But, no, I'll support whoever wins this nomination because this election uh, is the most important election of our lifetimes, and particularly for the young people in this world, in this country. Who uh, we're headed towards socialism if we don't get this administration out, and it does look like it'll be Biden, uh, which will be the opponent. All right, well, Congressman, good stuff. We're going to leave it there. Appreciate your great work up on Capitol Hill. I know you guys are going to be kicking in at a high gear, and we'll uh, wrap with this. What's what's on the fir- what's the first thing on your agenda next week as Congress kicks kicks off? Budget and rules. We're going. We're going to look at every dollar that's spent. We're going to let the let the uh, politicians vote on it, and we're going to present it to the American people. And anything that comes to the floor, if it's got money attached to it, we're going to require a vote, which hadn't been done in six years. All right. Well, Congressman, always appreciate you on the program, and we hope you have a great rest of your week, sir. Thank you so much, Todd. Appreciate it. All right. Congressman Ralph Norman, there you go, folks. By the way, People are chanting right now, we love you, President Trump. Uh, we'll try to get some of this uh, this local flavor for you coming out of East Palestine. But people are just, they are, they've, they've been desperate, and they feel like their country has forgotten them. And here comes Donald Trump. And can you imagine the scene as the as the Trump Force One, the, the, the Trump plane just flies over and, and lands? People are just genuinely grateful that somebody – is actually paying attention to them. 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. Let's go to the phones here. Ed in North Carolina. And Ed, I know you want to talk about Kroger. What's what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Good afternoon. So here in North Carolina, East North Carolina, we have Lowe's Foods. You have and what? We have, what's uh, it called? Lowe's? Lowe's Foods. Like you have Lowe's Home Improvement, which is actually Lowe's Foods in North Carolina. Oh, okay. And they are awesome. We have we have everything else, just like uh, everybody's else talking about. But um, Lowe's Foods is awesome. Service is top notch. Even have a bar inside of it, so you go shopping, have a beer while you shop. Is that? <laughs> I'm not sure I would appreciate that, Ed. And I say that because, man, some of these people with the shopping carts, they're like hell on wheels. Uh, everybody's polite. I don't everybody's want to throw polite. booze into the mix. That can be dangerous. Uh, <laughs> so there's a bar. Yeah, so, so, uh, Ed, appreciate that. There's a bar right in the, in the in the grocery store. All right, that seems like a good deal to me. Ed, appreciate that. He said it was Lowe's is the name of the uh, the grocery store, and they've got um, they serve booze. There you go. Uh, let's go to Georgia WDUN, our great affiliate there, Philip on the line. Hey, Philip, what's up? Hey, Todd, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Hey, I just have a uh, brief opinion about uh, Publix. Publix, to me, is the Chick-fil-A of grocery stores. They have the best employees, super friendly, and I believe uh, they're one of the top grocery stores that will not hire employees with visible tattoos 
and they give frequent frequent drug tests. Is that right? So the Chick Fil A of grocery stores. Yes, that's how I look at. Uh, uh, that's my opinion about Publix and Chick Fil A is high on my standards of fast food restaurant. All right, we're writing it down, Philip. Appreciate you, sir, and uh, thanks for the man. I mean, that pretty much sums it up, right, folks? The Chick Fil A of grocery stores. All right, we got to take a break here. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. The breaking news, by the way: former President Trump now in East Palestine. Crowds are going wild. People are so grateful. We'll be right back. All right. President Trump, just a few moments ago, speaking in front of the cameras. And I mean, the crowds just, it's pretty remarkable. The president wearing a red Make America Great Again ball cap. And uh, not wearing a tie, but going around and meeting people, shaking hands. He actually delivered tens of thousands of pounds of um, of aid, bottles of water and things of that sort. And he paid for it all. Not uh, This is not, as a matter of fact, the government hasn't sent anything. Uh, this is all just out of the goodness and the kindness of President Trump's heart. And it's important for you to hear that because you're not going to hear it on your local news report. Of, of what went down today. Uh, the president gave very brief remarks and uh, said that he was honored to be able to be there to help. As a matter of fact, he said he was honored to help. He also said he was confident that FEMA would do its job. And you know what I'm seeing there, and I would love to hear from you if you have seen this video. It just happened a few moments ago. It just seems to me this man looks presidential. He is the president. He is our president. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is out there gallivanting around, mumbling and stumbling and bumbling across Eastern Europe, not given a you-know-what about the good people of America. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. There's a good man here, folks. And you're not going to see a lot of this on your news. But this was needed, and I guarantee you there are a lot of Democrats up on Capitol Hill that are looking and seeing what's happening, and they know that Biden has screwed up here. And you know who the fall guy is going to be. It's going to be Transec Petey, the booty judge guy. He's the guy that's going to be getting the heave-ho if there's a fall guy here. And I don't know if Petey understands just how serious of a situation he's in right now, but there are Democrats who are very angry over the lack of response from the Biden administration. Because it's not just East Palestine we're talking about, it's Ohio we're talking about, a battleground state. So there you go. And uh, we will uh, we'll be analyzing this tomorrow. And you know who's going to look horrible. I mean, so what happens now? You got Joe Biden. Is he going to fly back in and head over to East Palestine now? How do you think the crowds are going to react to him once he arrives? You think the crowns are going to cheer Pete Buttigieg when he shows up? They've been looking for that guy from day one. Where's Pete? Why hasn't he gone over there? As a matter of fact, Buttigieg says that he is planning um, a visit, cut number 14. Residents of East Palestine are, are asking when you are going to pay them a visit. What, what have you got to say to them? 
So I am planning to visit. I have followed the norm in the first days of the crash response of uh, staying out of the way of the independent NTSB. The National Transportation Safety Board has the lead on the investigative part. But we're now entering the phase where this is becoming a policy conversation. Oh, that's a load of... The guy is so smug, this one. Just absolutely smug. I'm not sure. There we go. Um, By the way, Buttigieg goes on to say, uh, cut number 13. Just have to ask, because it did take you a couple of days to respond publicly uh, or several days to respond publicly to this particular incident. Do you wish you would have spoken out sooner? Yes, I was uh, focused on just making sure that uh, our folks on the ground uh, were all set, but uh, could have spoken sooner about how strongly I felt uh, about this incident. And uh, that's a lesson learned for me. A lesson learned. It's a lesson learned. This guy has spent more time on maternity leave and personal time and vacation time than the president of the United States. But this happened under his watch, and this is not the first time he has bungled a major issue regarding transportation. We've already seen it happen on the roadways, the port debacle, the airlines during the Christmas holidays. Just absolutely nuts that this guy still has a job. And, and I, I just don't get that at all. Folks, I've got to remind you, we've been talking about our friends over at Newsmax TV. And man, we have got to do our part to help get them back on Direct TV. You know, Direct TV, AT&T, they pulled our friends Newsmax off. And why did they do that? Because Newsmax is a conservative news channel. That's why. And it's very popular. DirecTV's already gotten rid of One American News, now Newsmax. Meanwhile, they still broadcast 22 liberal news channels. But they canceled Newsmax. And Newsmax is the fourth highest rated cable news channel on their platform. So here's what we need you to do. And we just have to keep up the pressure. That's what this is about. We've got to keep up the pressure. We want you to call DirecTV right now and tell them you want Newsmax back on the air. 877-NEWSMAX. That's 877-NEWSMAX. And we will connect you directly to DirecTV. If you support Newsmax and you support free speech, you're going to want to call right now, 877-NEWSMAX. All right, let's go to Georgia. We have Yule on the line. Yule, what's on your mind today? Hello, Mr. Starnes. I enjoy your program. You've got the best one on. Thank you. Uh, here's, I want to tell you about a mighty good uh, barbecue place here in Georgia, okay? I'm all ears. <laughs> I've eaten at Johnny's Barbecue for about 35 years. I've eaten at the Smokehouse. I've eaten at Sonny's. And I've got one that's got them all beat, okay? Um, it's Rib Country in White County. It's on... Uh, Cleveland Highway, they've got, the, if you go there, ask for the full pork barbecue. They even sanitize the tables before you sit down. Oh, it's a highfalutin joint then. Yes, sir. It's mighty good. The price is real good, and uh, they treat you with a lot of respect, and it's, it, 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 it's, it's, are you it's really, at, really good. Yule, are you at Rib Country right now? No, sir. I'm at Flary Branch, Georgia. I'm right. here right below Gainesville. I see. I see. Well, I thought I caught a whiff of barbecue, but that may have been from Corky's down the street from us. Rib Country. That's the that's the name of it? Rib Country, yes, sir. All right. The next time I'm in your neck of the woods, Yule, I'm making a beeline for Rib Country, and I'm going to tell them that Yule told me to go and get the barbecue, the pulled pork. Well, it's like I say, uh, 
Todd. It's the best I've ever eaten. I've eaten uh, Johnny's barbecue for about thirty-five years. Mm. I used to sell. I used to sell wood, and the, the only way you cook real barbecue was hickory wood. That's it. And, uh, That's the gospel and, uh, wood. Yes, sir. And they have the barbecue up there is real tender. There's no, there's no. All right, Yule, we got a skedaddle, and I'm I'm ready to catch a flight to Atlanta and head up to White County, Georgia. Thank you for the recommendation, folks. Thank you for a fun, great show. You never know what we're going to talk about. Noon to three Eastern. It's the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.